0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Welcome to the show. It is almost mm-hmm. that time. That's right. It's Oscar season. And I know oh, Jacob I was Walsh like, is, what time? It's Oscar season. Oh, ah,
1: the child.
0: The, the child. Yes, it's time. No, that was in uh, New Year's Eve, December. Yeah. No, it's the Academy Awards. There's People are watching movies I've never heard of and talking about it's the greatest movie they've ever seen. I'll tell you one thing. What was that movie last year? What was that western that came out last year that everyone was freaking the, out about? Power of the
2: dog. Power of the dog.
0: And I remember watching it and being like this was amazing. I can't remember that movie and I'll never watch it again.
3: I remember watching it and being like okay, this is fine. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't anything special about it. Nothing special. I liked it. Have you sure. guys seen tar? Everyone's talking about tar.
0: No, I want to see tar.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jason Reitman was talking about tar in his story. So which I actually,
0: when he said tar was his favorite movie of the year, I was like, God, Jason Reitman's is so cool. He just calls Avatar tar. <laughs> That's like <laughs> the way he says it. It's like he
3: shortens it. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. If you think about it. Yeah. Um, I still I haven't seen
1: Avatar too.
3: I mean, me either, and I never will. But the fact that it's nominated isn't an, an Avatar movie is nominated for Best Picture. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> really?
0: Hey, I walked in on no no Avatar way.
3: the other day.
1: Don't share my business. What? I, yeah, I had it on because like I well, I have the when the Oscar nominations came out, I was like, wait, why is this nominated? Then I was like, well, maybe I need to, like, go see it. And before doing that, I was like, I should watch the original. And I did put mm-hmm. it on. Um, didn't make it through much, honestly. I was like,
2: is that, is it's just,
1: up. yeah, it's like really f- not groundbreaking except for visually. And like, if you're in the theater seeing the 3D, um,
0: I remember seeing the 3D lackluster. of Avatar and being like really impressed. Like, man, he did it. James Cameron did it again. I don't give a fuck about Avatar now.
1: I mean, I'd still like to see it in the movie theater just to like check it off my list and Maybe there's some sort of magic. I've heard people say it's really great. I mean, I'd go see it this weekend if y'all wanted to. But oh, I know you can don't. By, I know. You can go by yourself if you want. Oh, I know. I mean, I, was like, I hope I Malibu die before
3: I see that movie. I don't ever want to see it. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I hope you die like, while fear watching it. Out on my part,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I might. Um, so that's our Avatar review. Sometimes I feel bad because, like, I feel like. Uh, like almost like an obligation a little bit. Cause it's like, we've got a podcast. It's very movie centric. And it's like, should I see like, it is like it just passed Avengers Endgame in, in box office. Like a lot of, I don't know anybody who's seen it, but apparently there's a lot of people out there <laughs> seeing avatar. I haven't met one person. Like I was in this uh, meeting today, like a work meeting. And I was like, Hey, like there's 40 people in here and everyone was talking about movies. And I was like, show of hands. Have you seen Avatar, the new one? And nobody had seen it. I'm like, normally when a movie's really popular and you're in a big group of people, at least like ten people had seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something weird's going on. I think James Cameron's buying
3: all the tickets. That's my theory. Yeah, yeah probably. And the That's nomination. He would do. <laughs> well nominate so, Oscar, Somebody
1: owes something.
3: Oscar nominations are uh I mean it's like a thing it's a thing that sometimes they're political or they're bullshit or it's like I think it's wide. it's widely yeah. known that people will mm-hmm. they'll just give an Oscar win to somebody and they're like, well, you know, they did really good last year like there's all kinds of bullshit the, the Oscars are complete enough. yeah it's
1: unlike the Jeffries unlike, unlike the Jeffries you're pure no and unbiased. I'd
3: rather talk about the Razzies. Did you see that there was all that bullshit because uh, the Razzies yeah. nominated a 12 year old girl and people got mad and I'm like, hey, she deserves that nomination. I saw that movie. What it's movie? the worst movie I saw this year. Firestarter. Oh, they nominated yeah. that girl. And I mean, it ain't all her fault because everything about that movie was bad. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the source material is not very good. If you're going to be an actor. Hey, if you're going to be an actor, you're going to put yourself out there, go do films, you yeah. have to be okay with it. like the Razzies is always kind of silly. It's in fun, right? Yeah, they're pointing out bad movies, but like it's on you whether or not you want to. Yeah, like people have mm-hmm. like real actors have shown up to the Razzies to accept their right. awards and stuff. Like, here's my theory. I don't care that she's 12. She she's a bad actor in that movie. I here's don't, my what theory. do you want me to say? If you're like uh,
0: 14 or 15 years old. Which is not much older than twelve, and you get a job at a ice cream store, and you're really oh,
3: I, I like ice cream store. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so you're at the ice cream store. Okay. I don't want to call out any specific ones that <laughs> seem to only hire. When I was
1: fifteen, I worked at a place that sold ice cream. Was it Brewster's? Yeah. No, it was Chick Fil A. Okay, I've told the story many times.
0: So listen, <laughs> let's Got say fired. You're fourteen, and you work at the ice cream store, but you really suck at scooping ice cream, and they fire you. 'Cause you're like, you just you're not cutting it. This was not the, the right vocation for you. What is Twitter gonna get mad? They, you shouldn't have fired that fourteen
3: year old. She's their bad best. at your job. She's you're bad at, at your job, you're bad at your job. She's bad at scooping. I'm no, still I feel gonna, bad Hey, I'm still gonna send her a Razzie. <laughs> should we make our oh wait a minute? In my heart, she's she wins.
0: We
1: should be rewarding or awarding the bad ones too.
0: Well, is there like, so you have the Oscars and you have the golden, the golden globes. Maybe we can start a second. I think uh, it's
1: celebrating. Yeah, it's kind of.
0: There needs to be a second award bad. show for celebrating the worst of of cinema, and I think we could start it. I don't know what it would be called. It wouldn't be the Razzies, which is oh, a bad, it would be it would be band. like
3: the Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah, you just yeah. throw tomatoes at them. I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Well, that uh, it will we might get sued for that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> right,
1: rotten trash. <laughs> Hi. Welcome don't even to try to make show. it
3: sound. Don't even try to make it sound fun. Just like yeah. That. You
1: stick your hand like with the glove into the trash can and pull out the winner.
3: <laughs>
0: and the winner of best supporting actor in the Rotten Trash Awards is I don't know who else was in Firestarter. The other guy from Firestarter. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. Oh, Zac Efron. Zac Efron. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, Razzie's update confirmed. Uh, we did it uh i I, i've been reading a lot about it well abby real quick on that do you think there's a lot of websites that are like criticizing like variety and deadline for even reporting on the razzies that it's just not kind but like jake said i think it's kind of all in fun like some movies just are bad
1: yeah i think there's a culture of people that like enjoy lampooning and the badness of b movies i mean I know in like the horror genre, that's like kind of a thing to like to love the really bad stuff. Um, and I think that it's it's like it's going to happen. Why not be honest and talk about it? And like, I don't think that it's too hurtful. And i i would I would be happy at least to have my performance mentioned, getting you, a Razzie. so you'd
0: like to win
3: a yeah, trash. I'd like if to. They, I'd
1: like to If the Jeffries if the. All, Jeffries.
3: <laughs> if the if Hollywood could all sit in a fucking room together and jerk each other off and talk about how great their movies were that nobody's <laughs> heard of or yeah. fucking put up top gun and avatar for an Oscar <laughs> for best picture and like not put up movie. Hey, Nope came out. This, wasn't nope came cool. out this year. And you know what? Nope created an entirely breakthrough new way to film at night and it is a n- way that has never been used before it was specifically created in nope and it looked mm-hmm. beautiful that is the kind of stuff that should be up for awards but it should instead be rewarded. Well, yeah. you know there's like bullshit mm-hmm. like nope isn't on there at all for anything so yeah it should and, be at least up there if they can all it's sit in time. a room and like just give each other fake awards because they want to then they can fucking deal with little people being like you suck like, right. whatever. Who cares? Right. It's all fake. I, so, I,
0: <laughs> I, It's true. The way you said that, I was like, what? Oh, okay. I didn't what? like
3: When you said little people, you meant people like us, right? Not rich Hollywood people. Okay. The, the, Razzies, yeah. is is like, like, the Razzies aren't like the Hollywood elite. You know? Right.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, And either will be.
0: The Rotten Trash Awards, but I I'm, uh, here I wanted to. Admit, you brought up Top Gun, and I want to bring this up. Um, I liked Top Gun Maverick a lot. I liked the first Top Gun. I thought it was a really good, like legacy sequel. But best picture, come <laughs> right. on,
1: dude, right? Like, if- no way. <laughs> like, I need to just say that I may have been like getting COVID when I saw that movie. But it I, gave you COVID. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not an interesting story to me. There was, yeah, just there's. It doesn't make sense to see that as a best picture when there were so many, so many movies that were overlooked.
0: I want to say this, and listen. You can call me a homer. You can call me a a, a fanboy. But if Top Gun: Maverick as a legacy sequel is getting a best picture nomination, where the fuck was the Ghostbusters Afterlife best picture nomination? Because that <laughs> that movie. At least in visual effects,
3: like,
0: listen,
1: right. Groundbreaking.
0: Okay. Uh, No spoiler alert. There's a scene with Val Kilmer in the new top gun and it is good and it's touching and Val Kilmer has been a lot in his per through his his personal life and everything else. Mm -hmm. And it was a well done scene, but literally if you want to talk about emotion, you want to talk about Egon Spangler. Helping his family from beyond the grave, that's a real thing we saw. And it should have been, it should have gotten every award, including the Razzies and the Rotten Trash. They should have ch- every, the, just Ra- gave everything. The Razzies mm-hmm. should have been like, listen, Ghostbusters Afterlife was so good. We're completely changing the entire <laughs> scope for, of how yeah. <laughs> we now give movies like that deserve awards, the actual
1: awards. <laughs> Only for
3: this year though.
1: Oh. And it's shaped like proton pack. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then the girl from Firestarter's like, does mine count as good? No, no, no. It was real bad. Real bad still. <laughs> it still sucks. Uh, and, but I did kind of throw this out. I wanted, maybe we should talk about this off air, but we could do it on air. I kind of wanted to do like a live stream, maybe like 45 minutes or something after the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. But then I was like. When are they? Beginning of March sometime. It's like a Sunday night. But I'm, I, I said Abby, I said I was gonna see every Oscars movie, but there's no way I'm going to. You
1: haven't, yeah. I think at this point I've seen like four or five out of
0: ten. It's too many. Yeah, it's
1: I got. I have the list somewhere. Yeah, but
0: anyways, I, I think Triangle Sadness might be. I, I mean, I know that's kind of like
3: the trendy thing to say right now, but it, it a, might
0: be my favorite movie of the year. It
3: was great. Yeah there there's a um there's a guy that I'm friends with on Facebook, and uh, I, I I don't like actually know him personally. I think I met him through a Facebook group or something. And uh, I'm not 100% aware of what his job is, but it has something to do with teaching film classes. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he has the, like, he's got, to me, he has the worst takes. And he made a post about, he's like going through watching the Oscar movies and he watched Triangle of Sadness and he was like, He was like, I've never heard of this. It's way too fucking long. It's so, he's like, I don't get it. This movie sucks. And I'm like, you suck, dude. I'm like, you are the, (laughs) I'm like the fact that you're a film teacher and your, your analysis of this movie is basic. Like, I don't know. I just don't get some people.
0: Right.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to spoil
0: it. it. No, you're not
1: No, grouchy. it's good. I feel a little grouch, too. And I like it for Hot Trash Awards. Uh, <laughs> wait, they're not called Hot Trash. They're... Uh,
3: it's already changed. It's already sure.
1: changed. It's I was developing war. them, we'll in, them him, in my head. Uh,
3: we'll call them the PKU Awards.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. This goes right in the trash. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say it could be like a little raccoon, it's, you know, yeah. holding. Yeah, oh, I like that.
3: Award.
0: A golden
1: raccoon.
0: I like Triangle Sadness a lot. I thought it was great. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way to see it. I Also, uh, we all took in Mr. Spielberg's latest effort, The Fablemans. Oh, yeah. Hey, guess what? I think Steven Spielberg can make a really nice movie picture. Like, he knows what he's (laughs)
1: doing. (laughs) You know, I think he's got it.
0: I think he's he's got it. He's going places.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that movie was was great.
0: The Fablemans was great. Now, would you guys say if you're looking at like the last you know ten years of Steven Spielberg's career? Eh, a little yeah. bit of a rut. Yeah, I mean, I, I, West Side Story was pretty cool. I will say that
3: I didn't. I haven't seen that yet. It's, you it's, haven't seen West Side Story. I mean, no, he I want had to, but I the
1: entire original movie to kind of.
3: You know, I listened to an interview with, yeah. with so him. I
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't say that was his. I don't know
3: how much that counts. Yeah, he did not. <laughs> or write I wouldn't those say that lyrics. his additions
1: were that like memorable to the film. Well, I will say this.
0: For West Side Story, he he went out of his way to say he based it on the play, not the movie. <laughs> and Still. Uh, I I heard an interview where he talked about how he uh, filmed all the choreography beforehand on his iPhone. I I, uh, I
3: listened to this interview, yeah. which was pretty cool. But and then what else? I don't know. What else has he made? Warhol. No, Nobody saw Lincoln. that. Lincoln. I don't Lincoln. You know, and that that movie was wide. Like that movie is pretty good. But um, I like Lincoln. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have his movies in front of me, like what he made. So I'm not Mm. sure last 10 years.
1: I don't think the conversation. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say the conversation isn't so much about how his last decade of films were as much as how this film was like a very authentic, like it's like a, like a therapy session, which I've, I've seen mentioned. He, He said he's never been to therapy and making this movie was like doing that. And I think it was, it's worth Viewing like just just to see someone who's that accomplished and that's that iconic um, be like showing those those little slices and those like memories that the PTSD stuff like you I think it's a really valuable experience to go and and watch like how he learned um, and fell in love with film and kind of took the way that it helped him and that stuff in that in the movie like uh, the, the personal family stuff I am all about. I think it was a really special movie. Um, some people might say self indulgent, but like I'm saying, Steve Steven Spielberg could be self indulgent. Yeah, he's earned it.
0: He's earned it. In my opinion. I it's I, worth I, the twenty bucks. Now after I saw Ready Player one, I was like, he needs to do something.
3: I don't <laughs> I don't like this.
2: True.
0: I agree. I yeah, agree. It's yeah, like yeah.
3: he he's made a lot of great movies in the last ten years, but you know, he hasn't made any Jurassic Parks or Jaws or ETs right. in the last ten years. So it's right. like mm-hmm. right, yeah. Yeah,
0: go out of your way. See the Fablemans. It was mm-hmm. great. I don't want to. I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil it, but it was great. And Michelle Williams is up for Best Incredible. Actress. Incredible.
3: She deserves it. She's great. Although I'm dumb, I'm a dumb dude. Big after them killing her off in the, like the final episode of Dawson's Creek, she deserves. Ooh. It. Whoa! Major. Spoilers. She's Spoilers. been through a lot in her yeah. life.
0: She was married to Heath Ledger. It was tragic what happened to him. By the way, while I was watching it, I was like, "This is unbelievable." Can you believe it? Paul Dano played the Riddler. Michelle Williams was married to the Joker, and now they're married in this movie. And I was literally wow. like, I thought I was really impressed with that. Ooh. In my head, I was like, oh, this is a fun fact. I should bring it <laughs> to the to the world. And sure. now I'm saying it out loud and I realized it's kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of vinousia. It is, For sure. <laughs> it's actually a really dumb thing to say. I'm really yep. fucking mad that I said it. You should yeah. have said it. So yeah. are we? by the way guys thanks for watching yes have some podcast this is fun i'm having a great time um okay so the oscars are coming up let's um let's get into uh some news like about ghostbusters because it's like a big important thing in our life it still is it always will be um i wanted to talk about and jacob you mentioned it this hasbro Haslab proton pack i know we've covered it in-depth on Toy Anxiety. Kinda. Not really. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, like, not,
3: since it's, not since it's come out. Like, you did a standalone video, but right. we well, didn't we, all talk about it. We didn't. Yeah, uh,
0: we, we acknowledge it had come out. You haven't got your hands on yours sure. yet. But I think, like, the... the the It's kind of from a Ghostbusters fan community, which we're all proud members of, uh, perspective. It, there's just... It feels like there's a lot to quote... Me on this one, no pun intended. Unpack here, so okay, Jake. How you how you feeling
1: about? We're talking about the fallout reaction.
3: The the nuclear fallout of the fallout from too Mm -hmm. many proton packs in the in the world. No, I, I mean I feel good about it. It's cool. It's cool that um, you know, it's 2023 and there's like a major one of the biggest toy companies in the world is putting out, uh, you know, a mass produced like. I don't know, like ninety-eight percent accurate proton pack, full scale like that's a that's a crazy thing. You know, I remember the first time I saw somebody wearing a proton pack, it like literally blew I was like, Whoa, that is that's possible to do right. to have mind blowing. Yeah. Right. and like building your first one is crazy and it feels amazing. And now that you can like buy one, it's it's cool. And I mean I guess you can't like if you haven't bought one, you can no longer buy one. But, the but you could have bought one. The fact that it was out there and, you know, yeah, I got one. It's not like we've talked about this before. Like I'm not going to be wearing it to conventions. It is a toy. I'm going to put it, you know, on display proudly with my other like props. But uh, I just think it's cool. I just think it's cool that we live in the in the world where, where it exists. It seems like a big, expensive, hard the fact that they made it and it was like four hundred bucks, it's like well, oh we right okay. Mm-hmm. You would think it would be thousands of dollars to own right.
0: Well, I mean, if you think about like when anovos was doing the the building, you know those kits, and they did like a fully built, you know more prop accurate Spangler pack. It was like four thousand dollars, and right. also they never sent it to anybody, so nobody like, got one of those. Nobody got one, so it's like, would you rather pay four hundred bucks for? this really great replica or four thousand dollars for nothing you just get mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> abby let's talk about the fallout a little bit seems like the ghostbusters community it, yeah, little, they little, have
1: a lot to say okay it's let a, me
0: if you're new to the podcast or if you've seen this for the first time if you're not in depth on the community let me kind of break down what's happening here okay so you've got like different like you remember in ghostbusters 2 with peter vankman where with his laundry there was many subtle levels level. and layers mm-hmm. here of cleanliness um you've got the first group which i think we fall into which are we're huge ghostbusters fans we're toy collectors we're also pretty ingrained in the fan community and the prop community and all that um but we're just excited because it's a ghostbusters product it's a one-to-one scale proton pack it it looks amazing it was somewhat affordable and hasbro has the master license for ghostbusters and they're absolutely killing it knocked it out of the park and it's an amazing ghostbusters collectible and we're just happy to have it and we could sleep peacefully at night knowing that we do i think mm-hmm. that that's the category we fall into yeah Abby, we're level-headed like
1: yeah super grateful like uh yeah humble Keel. Super humble yeah oh i'm so humble <laughs> that's what people say
0: <laughs> Why, look how <laughs> humble they are. Um, and then there's like a, a second layer of this is where it kind of gets fun. There's like, um, okay. And then the, the exact opposite of that are the people who just didn't get one, who wanted one. Mm-hmm. And they act like they don't like it or care about it. But it's just they're they're envious because they didn't get one. And that's like the, the that happens with every so toy. So they get
1: part. mean about it.
0: Yeah, you see it with every like the people were like, Galactus is a stupid character anyway. So like why would you even <laughs> want that? Yeah. <laughs> My my twelve inch Galactus from nineteen ninety eight is
3: just as good. So. It's just as good. Why would anybody thing? want a three foot Galactus figure?
0: <laughs> yeah, but then you've got all these other layers. So you've got <laughs> let's say you've got the old school prop collectors who appreciate it, maybe even own one, but still are like turning their
3: nose up at it. There any chance they get? Which is the weirdest thing possible. I've, I I have a lot of friends that are friends of mine who who I know own. Fully accurate Ghostbuster props, proton packs that weigh forty pounds that are like the best looking proton. They bought this and they still want to make a person like. Well, it's still not a real one. Still not as good. And it's like, <laughs> right, oh, right. What's the point of you saying that? <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, they're like Kino in, in the second Turtles movie, or it's like you know you get rejected, and it's like, oh, I I would want something thinner. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, we can see through it. Yeah. They
3: lash out. People just oh, want to lash
0: out at it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then you've got another layer, which is the hardcore prop guys who
3: didn't get one, who are just so sick of hearing about it. <laughs> They're so sick of it. Oh, is this a HasLab uh, group now on Facebook? Is that what this is? Right. Every, every Ghostbusters Facebook uh, group has had to make a giant... Annoying post about Haslam packs, uh, and I do not understand why they're doing it. It makes you all sound kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, I will go on record. Please don't, Craig. Please don't cut me saying that out.
0: No, there, I right. don't. There's no. I want them to today. know.
3: I want tonight's you guys all to about.
0: Know. Putting down twelve year old actresses. Listen, we come from the world of Logan Kim and McKenna Grace, all right? We know what good kid actors can do. And uh if you're not start the fire, get out of the heat. You know? You know what I'm saying? Oh <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Or get out of the if the fire the- said it right. I don't think you I said it right. I don't think you did. Fire-
1: That's getting cut.
0: If the fire's in the kitchen,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: better not be in there. If the- <laughs> um Okay. There's other layers. You you thought I was going How dead? many layers are you gonna go through? Like two or three more. There's another. So that was like the hardcore prop collectors who are just mad that they exist. Then you've got the hardcore Ghostbusters fans who finally got a pack for the first time in their life. And instead of being excited about it, they're going around trying to like buck up to all the old school prop collectors going, You're just mad. And you're just. Which I got to. This is my favorite group. (laughs)
3: This is my favorite. This is my favorite. (laughs) Ah, It's your favorite group.
0: And then it goes on and on. And there's way. And then the, the. like way down the line, there's all the people who have spirit packs who put a bunch of money into modifying their spirit packs. Who are, who are they're
3: so st- mad? <laughs> they're, they're all kind of mad. They're, they're all so standing, mad.
0: They're all standing off to the side. But here's here's my rule of thumb: if your toy or action figure is named after the store you bought it in, there's something weird going on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? I'm, we're you not know? spirit shaming. It's just no, that, like no anything. Like it's like. If you're if you're drinking a drink that you bought at Publix and it has the word publix in it, you know it's not as good. Because it's, it's the
3: the store the star brand. Yeah. Well, right. also spirit packs like uh, I know a lot of people like the spirit packs for kids or or just whatever because they're scaled down, but uh they're specifically cheap Halloween costumes. Like that's what it was made. That's what it was made for. It's a cheap Halloween costume. So we're doing like a public service by letting it's a public service for letting anybody know this. There there are proton pack levels, but also it doesn't matter. Nobody cares (laughs) if it
1: matters. Yeah, getting defensive about toys uh, that you buy versus like your craft that you made at home is kind of yeah.
3: Yeah. So Abby, those are all the levels.
0: Mm -hmm. What can we say?
1: It's I just like I just said it I think it's silly to be petty and to get in Fight and squabble amongst friends. Um, I think we should celebrate them all, and yeah. uh, we know what we know what they are. Like you know, it's-
0: I'll tell you one thing: these people are spending way too much time on Facebook and in Facebook groups. Yeah, it's like it's too much. Sure. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Um, okay, so what else can we say about these proton packs? Other than I hope everybody got one. If you're listening, I hope you got one.
3: Yeah, I mean, they seem awesome. Like, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get a hold of mine this weekend and open yeah, it up I, and figure out a spot for it.
0: Now, we're going to Days of the Dead this weekend,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right?
1: It's the, our tradition.
3: The, we go every year. Yeah. We go wait. every year. and the every year go, of uh, Linda Blair. Linda Blair.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, she won't, she?
3: Every
0: year I say, well, I'm not going back to that convention
3: (laughs) (laughs) but well but every year because it's like a drought for for things to do and conventions around like you know after christmas yeah we we haven't been on a trip since october you know what i mean i haven't done anything since october so it's like always around this time we start itching to be like well we'll we'll go to any convention. We can't. Right. So,
1: yeah, and as soon as we get there, it's like, where do we get lunch? <laughs> Somewhere outside of here. I
3: can't wait. for. It's going to be so fun. I can literally can't wait to do that. Heather, I can't ever say her name. Lodging camp? Lodging camp?
1: Langen camp? Lange camp? Lange Cam. We're not yeah. sure. Nancy. Nancy.
0: Nancy. I've been kind of waiting for her to do a convention around us for a very long time, and now she's doing it. Yeah. And I'm probably not going to get any autographs or photos or anything. So I'd love,
3: I'd love to, but I don't think I have anything. I'm not sure what I'd get signed. I'd, I'd have to see what she... I, I'm not usually the kind of person that likes to just get an 8x10 signed. Right, right. And I don't own any Nightmare uh, on Elm Street posters that, I, that I'm fond of. So I don't know. I think I... I think I have a new nightmare press kit somewhere, but I don't well, That's cool. still but still that's just eight by tens. So I don't I don't know. I'm gonna see what I got. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, I know it's tough to find something that you want to get signed from that. Uh we talked about getting like the, the prescription pills that from the movie. But yeah. S- S- That's S- what hip- I would get. Sleep a cell, what's yeah. it called? Dreamasil. Hip- Hypnosil. Hypnosil. Dreamacill team.
0: Sleep a cell.
1: Yeah. Dude,
0: <laughs> you know what? I have so not watched a, I have not watched a nightmare on Elm Street movie in a very long time. It's been a while. Yeah, so. you've
1: been too busy watching Scream. I watch Scream all the time.
3: Yeah. Well, it's no. good. One of those movies is really good. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: first one. one. One of those Scream, Scream movies, go.
3: they did really good on one.
0: Um. So here's the deal. So our, our core topic tonight we're going to get to uh, is something that was going around Twitter that that Jacob brought to us that I thought was pretty fun. We're going to get to that in a second. But I do want to talk about Mandalorian real quick. So we're coming up on season three of The Mandalorian which is super exciting. Big Star Wars fans over here. The last couple seasons we've actually done like a like a after show, like a like a live stream after show. We're mm-hmm. going to bring it back this year. Abby I think has renamed it.
1: Yep. I sh- I chose a more active title, Mandatory Mando.
0: Mandatory Mando. Yeah. Because let's face it, Midnight Mando worked like during the pandemic, where like everyone thought the world was ending, we're all just staying up till six in the morning, and nothing mattered. But like now that these shows come on Wednesdays and not Fridays, I can't be doing Midnight Mando on a Wednesday night on the East Coast. So we'll figure out a time slot for it. We'll we'll figure it out. But uh, the new trailer's out. There's been a couple trailers, action packed, lots going on. How are we all feeling about Din Darden? in his adventures with baby Grogu coming what? up on season
3: three. I feel like it wasn't until right now when you said that name out loud, I realized how dumb of a name that is.
0: <laughs> I never thought like-
3: about it because you always just call him the Mandalorian, but you just said that and I was like, what the fuck is Craig? Oh, that's his name, I guess.
0: It sounds like when you're in the South and a kid says, I done did it.
3: <laughs>
0: I didn't darted it. Yeah. <laughs> I did darted it already. <laughs> Um okay.
1: I'm excited, especially with The Last of Us coming out and like having that desire to see Pedro Pascal like taking care of and ushering a young one through the the world uh and the dangers of the world. Um the last two episodes of Last of Us were great, which have nothing to do necessarily with The Mandalorian, but it made me put The Mandalorian uh first season on because I was like I need to hear Pedro Pascal say like taking the child with me um wish <laughs> i wish he would say he it does say things like that in mando
0: yeah um that season one rewatch of mando has been pretty cool um that shows really great and i know we gave book of boba fett a hard time but the, the mandalorian appearances were great and i really can't wait to see like to me I, I'm, i've said it before but i think the mandalorian uh, the character and the to further extent the show is like the closest that modern star Wars has gotten to like uh, capturing like the magic of star Wars. Like there's something about it and it's a combination of the characters and the score and the setting and the story being told. But there's something about the Mandalorian where it just feels like, like star Wars magic. Like, like you're, 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 you're rooting for the, like, he well, is a, it's easy when a every good.
3: episode it's easy when season two every episode is like ahsoka luke bring back yeah. over Fett. Mm-hmm. it's like every every episode of season two I, I mean both seasons are great right but season two is almost got like every single fucking episode of season two is like the best it's like you think that's how can this episode how can this show be better than this episode Right, And in the next mm-hmm. episode, luke uh, it's a whole Luke Skywalker episode or something. Or there, I mean, I know that was Boba Fett. But it's like every episode has that kind of stuff in it. Right. And I, mm-hmm. it, you know, you get Boba Fett coming back, Ahsoka. It's super exciting. And uh, I'm not trying to say that it's only because they're bringing characters we know into it. But I don't know. They just somehow with all the different star Wars that's coming out right now, or has been coming out in the last few years, some of it feels like it can't get the scales, right? It's like, Oh, this is bad. You, you, you relied too much on this or, you know, Obi-Wan came out and it didn't quite live up, but it's like, for some reason, Mandalorian, the show that I thought I would never care about before. Right. it came out, Somehow was able to get the scales perfectly in the right. Yeah. Scale. And it just works. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think like bridging the world. Like, I think the other thing is, is like the time period is a really important and interesting time period that hasn't been fully explored in star Wars, which is this period of time after return of the Jedi. And, you know, 30 years before the force awakens and, and, the we know the empire is kind of crumbling but trying to like you know reform and you've got this imperial threat that's still out there but then you bring in like Bogoton and and uh you know ahsoka where you bring these like really powerful elements from like the clone wars world yeah. and now we're going to be bringing in like the rebels characters into ahsoka which i'm assuming that somebody's going to show up on uh, uh mandalorian and then this entire story they're about to tell with the, the rightful heir to Mandalore and the Darksaber and Moff Gideon and
3: boy I'm just excited. I really I really am excited. It's a healthy it's like a healthy mix of the things we already know with the things that we're learning about mm-hmm. Star Wars. And it just right. yeah, it works out. I I uh I'm less interested in the Mandalore story Then to me, my favorite thing about the Mandalorian episodes is that they're a lot of them are kind of standalone episodes. They're like they're almost like Monster of the Week type episodes. But in the background, the story is happening. Yeah, I like that. I'm looking forward to more of that stuff. And I'm looking forward to like I'm a little confused and wondering what they're going to do with Grogu and his the whole jet to me it feels like the Jedi thing and the Luke Skywalker stuff was kind of just uh overlooked. It was quickly like, all right, we're done with that. And right. I feel like there's no way that's the end of that kind of stuff. Yeah. No. And I wanna know more of that. I wanna I wanna know more about Grogu's yeah, like that Jedi training. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I agree with you, Jake. I think that's that's the that's a storyline that I'd like to see. Focused on more, and um, I'm I'm just really excited for the show to come back. It's like the best thing that Star Wars has put out in a while. Uh, yeah. Andor is great, but Mando um, stole my heart, and Grogu's like obviously the the best thing to come to like toys and just the world in general. Um, and the
0: fact that it worked is insane. Yeah. But yeah. I think yeah, you're right about Star Wars. Like fashion. Andor was great. Like and every Star Wars fan I know loves Andor, but there was not one episode of Andor that I got me as excited as like, I'm going to be for the season three. I'm staying up till three in the morning. Like I'm pumped what, because it's, it's like, different. A, it's different. It's different. It's and anything different can happen. Yeah. I'm like fucking princess Leia might show up. Like, we don't know. Like, like <laughs> Leia and Han might be the first episode with baby Kylo Ren. And Han's going to be like, don't let him, you know, whatever. Let him, him do
2: whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, Luke. I don't care. Like whatever. Like yeah, like,
3: yeah. I don't care what color lightsaber.
0: <laughs> Luke's gonna show up and like, well, my first like man was gonna train a Jedi, and he he decided he wanted to be a Mandalorian. Can I have your son, <laughs> sister. Uh, uh,
3: what yeah. whatever the the voice that you just did made me yeah. hope that when they bring Luke Skywalker back, it's just it's Kermit the Frog.
0: Yeah, I hope Kermit the Frog is yeah. playing Luke. Skywalker. He plays Luke
3: Skywalker from here on out.
0: Actually, if they could, any Muppets they want to bring into Mandalorian would be totally fine. By be cool, me. yeah. yeah.
3: I, I'm I'm predicting season three of Mandalorian brings back the Ewoks. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I would love that. Well, it's just weird to me that we haven't seen Ewoks in a long time, and the at a show like Mandalorian seems like the kind of show that would have some Ewoks. Perfect it.
1: place. It just yeah, yeah it's like
3: they they would fit right in with the kind of nostalgia bringing characters back um it just seems like a perfect place to have just a random episode where he's got to go to endor or something or whatever crash lands
1: and then is just like leia kind of like discovers or even if it's
3: just some other random ewok you know doing it's i don't know i just i'm predicting that we're gonna see some it's weird that disney has star wars and is putting out all these shows and is not capitalizing more on ewoks because like there was there was a time where Ewoks had two live action movies, a cartoon, right. uh, a very rare and popular toy line based on mm-hmm. it. Why are we getting any Ewok stuff?
0: Star Wars marketing was based on Ewoks for like three years. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They learned the and wrong lesson. Gone. It's weird. Yeah.
1: It's like maybe they're waiting for that perfect like vintage ripeness to, to pounce well, on.
0: There was like Wicked showed up for what? 13 yeah. seconds, maybe less. Maybe three seconds. Skywalker. The Risa, three seconds. Though.
3: Exactly. With yeah. his
0: son. And yeah. that was cool. But like, yeah, I want to see Grogu riding on an Ewok in Endor. <laughs> but that's what I want. I also want Grogu to start talking, kind of. I want to hear what that voice sounds like. Yeah. I hope it's really deep for some reason. It's, like, said,
3: it's Will Arnett.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like a... Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. No, it's like a uh, Mandalorian's like, I told you, don't touch that. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, <laughs> this.
1: You didn't want me to touch this. Oh,
0: you didn't want me to touch that, Mando? going <laughs> to do it anyway. going to do it anyway. Yeah, Will Arnett. Will Arnett for Grogu. That's what I say. Um, yeah, nothing but excited. Stay tuned for more on, on what we're going to be doing. We're going to be covering it every week with a esteemed panel of Star Wars experts, including the likes of Ryan Dole, Jake Stevens, Troy Benjamin, uh, you never know who's going to show up. It's going to wow. be great,
1: much like the Mandalorian. You never know who's going to show up. Luke
0: Skywalker, a digital rumble, a digitally de-aged um, Chris, Stewart. Chris Stewart, like a digital
3: Chris Stewart,
0: a twenty-year-old Chris Stewart's going to show up. <laughs> uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Um, anything else on Mando? I think that kind of. I mean, just excited. The trailer was cool. Uh, go check yeah. it out. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, And then this year we also have Ahsoka and also the skeleton crew is going to be on this year.
3: So we've got a lot of live. When is the Acolyte? That's this year too, isn't it? Ooh, I think the
0: Acolyte's filming right now. That might be early next year. There's a lot of new live action Star Wars and we got Star Wars celebration coming up in a couple months. And I got my first tinge of FOMO when they started announcing those guests because it's in the UK. and We're not going to be going, but. Well, we might be. Well, yeah, we could celebration. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I still, if I'm there during celebration, I got to get Ashley Eckstein's autograph.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, for sure.
0: No, yeah. We missed sure, it last sure.
1: time. Her and Rosario together.
0: They're, fr- I don't like that. They're friendly now. I like, I like up, it. I want their feud to keep up.
1: <laughs> Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's fake. Yeah.
0: I know. Okay. Uh, well, because Ahsoka, uh, Rosario Dawson took Ashley Eckstein's backup dancers. Oh,
2: that's what happened. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Let's get to it. Jake. I want to talk about this. You, you presented this idea to us from Twitter. Uh, Walk me through it.
3: I just saw it going around. A lot of people are doing, uh, you know, what are four movies that you think are masterpieces that have come out in the last 10 years? Okay. Um, Personal masterpieces. Yes.
0: Okay. I like saying masterpiece. The masterpiece. Master mm-hmm. Master Four movies. That's that's a heavy that's a, a big heavy. word. Yeah. What was your thought process when putting this together?
1: Well, I looked over like a long list of movies that have come out, um, that were impactful. And I kind of just did like a quick gut circling and then I went a second round and was like, Okay, no, not so much. And then like a third time went in and really narrowed it down to so pick four movies. That I consider masterpieces and that I think influenced and shaped movies, a movie making in general when they came out and maybe were groundbreaking and changed minds. Okay. Um, so that's, cool. that's what I consider to be a masterpiece.
0: Okay. Uh, my, yeah, this was hard for me because first of all, the first three movies I put, picked were like from 2006 and 2001 was from like 89 and I was like, "Yes,
3: <laughs> twins with uh, Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger, and Danny DeVito—that had to be in the last ten years. It just had to be." Um, no, it, it. This is not an easy thing to do because we do no, love movies, a lot of but movies. also ten I haven't years, seen every movie, so I'm like, you know, I, I'm I'm just going what? based on. I I've tried, but I can't. I can't see every movie. Name every movie.
1: Do yeah. <laughs> it. podcast.
0: That's gonna be my new YouTube channel.
1: Hey guys, what's up?
0: Craig here today. I'm gonna name every
3: movie. I'm gonna name every movie. Part sixty-four. Yeah. Well, it's like
0: when Mister <laughs> Beast count it's counted to a million? <laughs> what? Yeah, or something. I don't know. Sounds awful. Yeah. Anyways, um, okay. Four movies. No rules other than you consider them a masterpiece. Jacob, this was your idea, so start us off. What is your number one?
3: Um, I'll, the, So the one I'm going to do number one, I, I, I kind of want to just get out of the way because I almost didn't put it on the list, and I kind of didn't want to put it on the list because I noticed it was on a lot of people's top four. And I was like, you know what? If it's on a lot of people's top four, I've already talked about this movie a lot. Maybe I want to leave it off and pick something else. But I couldn't find a, a fourth movie that I thought, was as good or better than this movie. So I put Nope on there and nice. I don't, and I don't feel like I need to talk about why I think Nope is a masterpiece because I've talked about it a lot. It is a really, right. really great movie. I think it's Jordan Peele's best movie. I think it's groundbreaking in the way um, it was shot. And that's, that's not even just, a, I think like that is, he created a new way to do, to film something. Um, it's just like a, a really beautiful movie. It's like it's like watching a Steven Spielberg film. It's well acted. Everything about it's great. I just I love it. I don't love Jordan Peele's other two films. I think they're good, but I don't love them. This movie, I watched this movie more than any other movie this this year. I watched it like seven times. I had like my end of the year thing popped up, and it was like, you watched Nope a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your iPhone knows. It's yeah. like hey. Um you've been watching nope a lot my letter my letterbox Checking account you still yeah. watching
1: nope my letterbox
3: account Checking. was like hey what do you there's other movies and i was like all right
0: there there's other movies sir uh no but i think that's a perfect pick because like yeah it made a lot of people's lists but like it's 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 great it was a, yeah. a really mm-hmm. um it's a really good movie that's a great first pick
1: yeah i considered it and i think it's cool that you picked a jordan peel movie yeah uh if i can go next Because I picked a Jordan Peele movie for number four, too. Yeah. And I I picked mine knowing that you would pick Nope, too, Jake, because I know you so well. Um, I Nope you. I Nope you. Um, (laughs) So my number four masterpiece was uh, Jordan Peele's Get Out. I've talked about that movie. It was my favorite movie of the year when it came out. Um, I think that the cultural impact it had and uh, the effect that it had on horror movies in general of people saying like, oh, horror movies can have a deeper meaning, which is something that they've always had. But like it was rediscovered. But
0: stupid people. I fucking hate hearing an idiot talk about horror movies. Sorry. I get so mad.
1: Yeah. Well, let's not. Yeah.
0: But there's (laughs) just there. You're right. There is always like, like, stop, stop keep going keep going.
1: Awesome. <laughs> thank you uh you stopped yourself yeah okay uh Jordan feels amazing I think that I really liked what what he did with the Twilight Zone I think he was kind of getting developing towards that with that like that understanding of like the the horrific and like the um the unsettling um and having it creep up slowly on you um in in unsuspecting ways when when beautiful things are happening like I I really think that um that movie just it was awesome. It impacted me. Allison Williams, awesome. Daniel Kaluuya, incredible. Uh soundtrack was great. The the fact that things were flipped, script flipping, like that just it's like that's become kind of a standard now with the way horror moves horror horror movies are made, especially elevated ones. Um yeah, I just I think that it deserves fourth place for me. I think that it was a huge movie. And I loved Nope as well, but I think I had to say get out as mine.
0: It made Dang. sense. Well, I guess I'll go next. I also picked a Jordan Peele movie. Just what? kidding. Just I was scared. like, what? Guys, I watch Us every week. No, I don't. <laughs> Although I did, I liked Us. I like all of Jordan Peele's yeah. movie. And also, I do want to know, you know you've made it as a creator and a director where people feel like obligated to say your name before
3: the movie. Like Jordan Peele's. <sighs> Also, also jordan peele has only put out three movies ever in his lifetime they've all come out in the last 10 years and two of the three we've already put on our masterpiece list right and if
1: you think about like the trajectory he was just like a he was a sketch comedy guy to everyone and like uh Mm -hmm. kind of yeah just came out of nowhere i suppose so yeah you think of it like this was jordan peele i just remember he became a name
0: I remember talking to my after real quick anecdote when get out came out, I was getting all the hype, all the Oscar buzz. My parents watched it and they both just hated it. They were oh, like, I'm sure that they was, didn't get it. They were like, that it was so stupid. Oh, none of that could ever really, I was like, they were like, Craig. That was a bad recommendation. I was like, guys, guess what? It's winning Oscars like it's not just me well, right I didn't call you and say you got to see get out it's a personal Craig favorite no one's ever fucking heard of it like
1: <laughs> yeah that's why I'm careful with my recommendations now. Oh, I used to like recommend good movies like that piss me off to everyone anyways. then you realize it's like what everyone I, deserves that. my stepmom
0: she walked out of inception when we saw it and then she picked up me and my dad she's like I don't want movies that try to confuse me I don't like
3: that <laughs> okay speaking of inception Craig's number four is
0: you know it's interesting there's no Christopher Nolan movies on my list, but I do think Christopher Nolan is a severely overrated director. Uh, but I love all of his movies, but like, they're never like, they're all besides the dark Knight, Like they're all great, but come on. Interstellar? What the fuck? I don't want movies that try to confuse me. You know. What I
1: mean? <laughs> It'll get you through a long plane ride, I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Uh, my
0: number, I think you guys are going to be very shocked in my, my first movie. It is also a horror movie, and it is The Witch. Now, let me explain this to you. I've only seen this movie once, okay? And I don't remember every piece of this movie, okay? <laughs> I barely remember it to be honest, but I can tap into the way it made me feel. And very few movies make you, like that movie was beautifully acted, beautifully written, it's weird, it's scary. And also it it like had a profound effect on me as a just somebody watching a movie. Like I am ADD brain. Out the wazoo. I have trouble focusing. I will fall asleep during a movie. I will get distracted. I'll start editing a video. And that's a that's a problem for me. But I remember watching The Witch and being completely enthralled with what I was seeing. Um, and it was really scary and off-putting, but like really a just a, a like a wonderful cinematic experience. And for that reason, I put it on my list. Now, there's some other horror movies that I felt the same way about. I have a feeling they might come up throughout this discussion, but yeah, I'm going to put The Witch on my list, and I want to do a rewatch very soon.
3: Well, also now, mm-hmm. I want I want this 12 year old girl from from Firestarter to listen to this. Okay?
1: She's here she's What's here? her name. I feel like we should just I forget Razz- her name. Razzy Razor's. I, I
3: want her to re- I want her to listen to this. The Witch also contains a 12 year old actor who performs this like jaw-dropping five-minute monologue by himself uh, in the third act of this movie that is like super emotional and crazy, and it's kind of almost the climax of the film. Uh, (laughs) So go watch that performance and then cry about a Razzie nomination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus Black Phillip. It made an impact on me. Yeah, you just
1: got that. It made an
0: impact on me.
1: It did. Look, love, I, I know how impacted you were by Black Phillip. Stop it. Why are you making fun of me? <laughs>
3: What's happening?
1: Is this she's, an inside joke? No, no, I just Greg, saw. Do you have a sex to- thing
3: that's
0: called the Black Philip?
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I do have a Greg sex thing called loves the Black Philip. No,
0: yeah. at, listen. Here's the deal, Abby. After this episode, she's gonna be like, "You don't like the witch." I can hear. Yeah. It. I know she's gonna say. It. I like that movie more
1: than you. I think. Well,
0: is it on your list?
1: Uh no, it's not. There was, you go. But who's the name of the act? What's the name of the actress? Is what I was gonna ask you.
0: Black Philip. No. <laughs> I love the witch. I thought it was great. Uh, I think that uh, I think that I'm going to watch it again very soon. You should. Mm. It was good. All right. Uh, all Anya right.
1: Taylor Joy. That's who was in it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's well, also Mania, great. Yeah. Except for that one movie she was in the well, Edgar Wright? Man No, the Edgar Wright movie. I, I still haven't seen that. What was that movie called? Red Summer. It sucked.
1: One Night in Soho. Yeah, One it's Night in summer. Soho? That
0: was like One Night in Sleep Zone because that's where I went. It just wasn't good, but she's a good actress and the menu was great. Okay. Who's up first
3: or second again? Jacob. Go for <laughs> it. Um cool. So the next movie I got on here uh, uh is The Shape of Water. Um, okay. I, I became obsessed with that movie when it came out. It, there's, I don't know. There's there's something really beautiful about that film. It's, it's weird to have kind of like an unconventional love story between like a deaf woman and a fish. That's weird. Like when you say that out loud, it's very weird, but it works. And everybody is wonderful and amazing in that film. And Michael Shannon is terrifying. Very terrifying. Movie. He's so scary. Guillermo del Toro is, you know, Guillermo del Toro has put out a lot of amazing films, and I think *The Shape of Water* is maybe the it's the best one. Like that movie is, I don't know. There, there, there. I I remember watching it on an airplane once and forgetting how much nudity is in that movie. There's like a lot of nudity and masturbation, and they kept like uh, the the pilot would come on like every time she was like in the tub masturbating, yeah. Um, and it would pause on the screen, so I'm just like, "Oh my mm. god!" I'm so, like, a couple things mm-hmm.
1: I can relate.
3: First of all, then I got home and I watched it again, and then I did the pausing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then I went to the tub.
0: <laughs> First of all, I don't think we've ever actually said the word "masturbate" on this show. Good for we're us. We're like, ele- we're like smart people.
1: Yeah. Like usually she was jerking like, off. Positive. Yeah. She yeah. Was, yeah, she's jer- using the egg timer. Get off of that fish, man! It's awesome. Jerking off movie. Movie, we for do That it. movie's
3: just awesome. Like everything about it, the, the, the design of the creature, you know, like <laughs> it's like a, you know, a uh, creature from the black lagoon is like a classic film. Everybody really loved. A lot of people really love that movie. And it's kind of gone through, um, a, de- a developmental hell trying to get a remake of that movie. And right. this was kind of like a weird remake of Creature from the Black Lagoon, but he just took it a little a step some would say mm-hmm. too far. But so
0: first of all, Jake, when you watch it on the plane, it's great yeah. for the people next to you. Me mm-hmm. and Abby. This is great. I did really like that movie, and that is a movie that got a lot of like did it win Best Picture? It, I think it did win Best.
3: It won something. Yeah, it's on my really list.
1: I'll say that. Oh, it's on your list. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'll go just, ahead and say. Well, it's number two on my list, so okay. I'm I may as well just agree with you and say that yeah. it's a a magical uh, retelling of the Little Mermaid that's perfected, in my opinion. I think Sally Hawkins and Doug Jones are both incredible, and like you said, the the like the star-crossed lovers that are doomed essentially because they're both flawed in, in the way that that humans perceive them. Coming together and falling in love and saving each other is beautiful, and and that that story and the visuals, Guillermo del Toro's like the um god the paintbrush that he paints with and the the palette and the old the, the just the sets and the uh, the costumes and the acting and everything was really moving to me and that's phenomenal
0: was a it's great a great movie. movie it's a great movie yeah. Jay I want you to keep watching on the plane when you said the pilot. Uh, To get
1: interrupted while you're watching a video, that's annoying.
0: Yeah, but also... (laughs) I know how that is. No, but listen. (laughs) Hey, Hud, you home? No, Uh, I'm talking
1: about like the barrage of the group chat. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. Oh,
0: well, let's got it.
1: I'm like, guys, shut up.
0: Silence your notifications. For,
3: <laughs> watch on your iPad or something
0: for egg time. I don't have an iPad for egg time. I don't have an
1: iPad for time. egg time.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the pilot was like, <laughs> like the pilot knows, like he's tracking what everybody's watching, and like, like uh, the pilot. I just Jacob, imagined, I can see you. No, I just imagine it be like. Uh, jigger walsh uh, row 15 seat c uh this is uh this is a great scene right? uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, i really like the contrast and color that guillermo del toro used here to portray the uh, 1960s setting mm-hmm. uh, also the guy who's like the fucking the neighbor the guy? The, no the neighbor the guy yeah. from yeah, yeah yeah richard
1: jenkins i think that is, is why <laughs> again because of that actor. queer storyline is like that's kind of so awesome. heartbreaking Unrelatable. Okay. relatable so do
0: you want to skip yours
1: i'll skip two and i'll say my three if you all want. all right
0: go for it so your next one
1: my uh number three is one that is on a lot of people's lists this year in particular because it did just come out um well a few months back uh everything everywhere all at once uh daniel kwan and daniel shiner Shmimer, something i don't know his last name is. that Sorry. can't be his two last daniels name. The daniels. This movie. The daniels the daniels the daniels the uh daniels.
0: Ron, was, Ron Daniels did not direct this movie.
1: No, the third Daniels was not included of the da- brothers Daniels. Just two, um,
3: two Daniels.
1: I to stop. I, I loved this movie and was completely caught off guard and, and surprised and kind of knocked back in my seat by it. I would compare my feelings to the same feelings I had when I saw The Matrix for the first time. As in like, I didn't know a movie could do this. I didn't know we could stop and have a story within a story within a multiverse and... I had no idea that I would be able to care about uh, this. I didn't I didn't know about this story. I didn't know how much I would care about the characters. I had no idea I was going to be crying, like, at the three-quarter point mark where it's like, um, I, I, w- I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a montage where one of the characters is a famous actress and renews her love for her um her partner and I, I I, cried very hard watching that. And then they had like a maternal reconciliation moment in the movie later on. And I was like, well, fuck me. This is just, and it's got <laughs> raccoon stuff. And it's got cute, silly hot dog finger lovers and like all of that um ridiculousness that uh, to me is sort of that, like, that's a statement on life. Like all the, this is a bunch of crazy shit happening. You're really fucking lucky if you find somebody that you love. Um, and showing that love and expressing it without hindrances um, and, and healing is really special to me. So I, I love uh, Michelle Yeoh. She's fantastic. And uh, I think that I, this movie is going to win a lot of awards this year and everyone's saying it, but it's it meant something special to me personally, so it's on my list.
0: I've got a couple things to say. First of all, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the A24 thing about how before the movie came out, they reached out to Oscar Meyer for like a they were going to try to do some did sort of They say of, no. They didn't respond. Fuck. You know what? Fuck Oscar Meyer. They feel yeah.
3: dumb now. Yeah, they could have be been like somebody oh, got f- fired at Oscar Meyer. So, yeah, the, the head of Oscar was watching that movie and he goes, "Hold on. How come there's on an Oscar Meyer?" Yeah. And then his his assistant goes, "Well, sir, they did reach out and he got fired." He did. Oscar fired that
1: guy. That's Oscar awesome. fired uh yeah. Meyer actually. He works at Hebrew National now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, he does. <laughs> um Jamie Lee Curtis got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I disagree with that. I think <laughs> she's like, I think the movie's amazing, and I think she's good in it. But like, I know we're talking. I just, I'm not trying to shit on it. Like, I just wanted to say she got that. I can I just say it? I got weird <laughs> feelings about Jamie Lee Curtis these days. I, she gets on my nerves. Yeah,
1: that's fine. I, yeah, that's fine. I, I get it. I get it. I think that, but she's good in the movie. The ridiculousness. Yeah absurdity of her. I think it's, all. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the whole wanting to nominate it. She's made
0: three too many Halloween movies for me to care. Sure. Um, Anything else on that app?
1: No, that's my number three. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Um, I'm next. My pick is the hateful eight. Um, I love Quentin Tarantino. One of my favorite movie directors. I love all of his movies. He hasn't made one yet that I don't absolutely adore. Um, but Hateful Eight is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, I was a little bit late on Inglorious Bastards; I didn't see it in theaters, so I, I didn't get caught up in the hype when it first came out. I do think it's a phenomenal movie. I did love uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, obviously Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, everything, Django. But to me, Hateful Eight is the 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 cinematic experience I had, and the, you guys, I'm going based on these experiences I had watching it in theaters with that intermission, watching peak performances from Sam Jackson, Walton Goggins, uh, the, the Channing Tatum stuff's really amazing and and silly and, and all the performances, uh, what's, uh, God I'm blanking on her name. Um, my girl. Yeah. What's her name? What is it? Uh,
1: from Jennifer,
0: Jennifer Jason Lee. Thank you. Thank you. Jennifer Jason Lee is incredible. Um, And obviously, Kurt Russell with with just an unbelievable, like just every second he is on screen, you are just like, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I am just like holding on to every word coming out of his mouth. And I'm just smiling and laughing in the movie constantly for a movie that is essentially like a play. You know, it's like a four yeah. act structured play where it's just a dialogue, like every What's called every Pulp Fiction movie. Every <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie is dialogue heavy, but this is like you're, you're in one setting basically for almost the entirety of this movie and to see the story unfold and see those acting performances. Um, it's just beautiful. It's just a wonderful, wonderful movie. I revisit it at least once a year since it came out. Uh, and uh, I love it. And I've got that, that, uh, that itch to, to I'll, I love Tarantino I'm not quite as high on One Spot of Time as Hollywood as I think everybody else. like. It's great, but like to me, yeah.
3: Hayflet's my favorite, and that's why I made my list. I I mean I can't I can't argue with that. I think it's a top. I think it's probably top three Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I just love it, man.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, I know you do. Bought you all the figures. You're a big fan. Oh, oh, Craig, got the Craig went
3: through the Craig went through the house looking at his toys, and that's how he picked his movies. He was like, oh, "I don't I, have I he... got the Maple Leaf. Oh, yeah. I, I
0: think got so. Black Phillips. Black stuff? Phillips over here in the corner. My Black Phillips Squishmallow. Squishmallow. What are <laughs> things six <are> called? <laughs> what? Paul Dano I don't know what those things are called. What
1: are they called? Squishmallow. Squishmallow. Jazzwares toy yeah, of the yeah. year, 2022.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Only what my you favorite got, toy. What do you work for, Jazzwares? Now I Jeez. wish
1: I did. I would be a great rep. um <laughs> are watching
3: <laughs>
1: Hey, Hi. I just want to give myself a pat on the back cuz I didn't put Guardians of the Galaxy on this list. You did? And wow. I didn't. It's I'm not very, I mean
3: I'm very is, proud of you.
1: Thank you. It's like here's the thing. If if there are lots of toys for it, is it really a masterpiece? Like or do masterpieces wow. maybe have less merchandise because they
3: I mean is a uh, my I thing, thing is like That's true. My thing is like is a superhero can a superhero movie be considered a masterpiece? Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: Well, yeah, that's I don't not really I fair. Do. I don't. Yeah. Um, I love that movie, but I recognize that it, standing shoulder to shoulder with the rest of my movies, it, it can't do that.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: There you go. Who's All right, next?
3: Jake. You're next. Uh, cool. So speaking of <laughs> Paul Dano and speaking of the Daniels, um, mm-hmm. I picked their other movie that i i feel has got a slight i think it's a better movie uh swiss army man oh Um, okay swiss army man is like this weird little i feel like it's hidden and i i feel like a lot of people haven't seen it and if anything i i love everything everywhere i think that movie's great um and i knew it was going to be great because i love swiss army man so much i've watched swiss army man so many times whenever i saw the trailer for everything everywhere i was like oh these guys are making another movie i'm there but to me uh swiss army man is got a slight edge above it it's such a weird have you guys seen swiss army man no Unfortunately. I'm mad, it I is haven't. such a weird fucking movie in the you know for anybody who hasn't seen it the plot is like paul dano is uh He's stranded on an island and he finds a dead body and he becomes best friends with that dead body. And the dead body is played by Daniel Radcliffe. And they have this really weird, like surreal relationship where the dead body kind of comes to life. And he's teaching uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character, like about life because he's forgotten everything. Cause he's dead. And he like just teaches him about the world and kind of in the process realizes that he doesn't want to be lost anymore. And, you know, he he tries to kill himself at the beginning of the movie. He's like, Oh, maybe I don't want that. And it's just this really weird, awesome film and music is really important in it. And the characters are always kind of humming and the humming will turn into the film's score. And it's awesome. There's also like kind of a weird, the ending is sort of a twisty, weird gut punch of an ending. It's just, it's, it's a fucking awesome movie, dude. Um, yeah, so it's my, it's my number yeah, two. You're selling it's great. It for me. It's great. It's been on my list for a long time. It's very awesome. funny. It's very funny. It's charming. It's like it's everything. It's everything that everything everywhere is. But right. Well, shit. A, let's watch it in a different it. like in a different present. Let's do. it. Cool.
0: Cool. Very That's cool. great. Great pick. All right. So you have one more left.
1: Yeah, I think it's got to be the same as Jake's.
0: Well, I've got two left. Okay. Wow. Jake, you have one or two left. I got one. Okay, so I've got I, two left. Go, yeah, then well, then you go. We skip. Yeah, go okay, so um, I am going to select. Well, okay, I've got a couple runner-ups when we're done with this, but let me select um, Gone Girl, um, which is a personal favorite of mine, uh, but love David Fincher. Um, you think Gone Girl is David Fincher's best movie? In the last 10 years. I mean yeah, I do. Well, what are we comparing it against? I mean, uh,
3: to to me, masterpiece feels like the kind of thing where if if you think it's their masterpiece, that means it's their best movie, right?
0: Don't you can't you have finished? multiple
3: masterpieces. A masterpiece is like the one. Mm-hmm. Jurassic like- Park, Jaws and E.T. are all masterpieces. <laughs> Yeah, but still, to me, I would call I would call Jaws the masterpiece out of the three. They're all amazing. I'm not saying well, would, that the rest aren't good, but I, to me, I feel like a masterpiece means that is the one that is the top of this person's personal work.
1: What do you consider to be David Fincher's best? Jake? I'm looking
3: up his filmography right maybe now. Zodiac? Maybe Zodiac?
1: Zodiac, Fight Club 7.
3: I'm not saying Gone Girl's not good. I, I love I, but that, I, but it's but that's the same reason I didn't put any Quentin Tarantino on my list because Inglorious Bastards to me is right, right. the best film he's ever made. I, I'll put it this way if I'm gonna sit down and watch a David
0: Fincher movie, it's going to be Gone Girl. So for me, because I sure. I like I like Seven. I I used to love Fight Club. Um and, and Zodiac to me is a is really an incredible movie, but it's not something I really it's I'm not inclined to really revisit it that okay. much. Gone girl has, um, it's got one of my favorite actors in it. Uh, Carrie Coon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> I will twist for you guys. Um, I, uh, I love it. I love this It's good. St- it's good yeah. I love the story that is told. I think the performances are like all really just like a touch left of center. Neil Patrick Harris is great. Ben Affleck's great. Carrie Coon's great. Everybody's great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I, that's a movie I watch twice a year, no matter what. I'm like, it'll be a Saturday
3: morning, and I'm like, ooh, that's a hard. Because to that's me, a hard watch that. Not that when you is kind of a rough. The
1: movie like Craig does, but that it. movie
3: is like kind of a rough watch. Like, there's nothing. It it's not like it's not like the ending is cathartic or no. You know, there's there's nothing no. about that movie that like. Feels good. It's good movie, but you don't watch it, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm ready to go." Fucking like,
1: well, it's, to me,
0: Rosemond Pike is one of the great villains in cinema history. Like, but is she it, the
3: villain? A hundred percent.
1: I would say she is, but the hmm. ending is. She's I going to
3: watch it again. I, li- yeah! I'm about
0: to get so mad. We should. Do a fi- it's over been that.
3: a long time. It's been a long. I've seen it a couple times, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. But all I'm remembering is that, uh, she you know, she disappears or whatever, but Ben Affleck's right. character is kind of a piece of shit. And that's why she does it. He's but a piece did, of shit. But I guess she does. Murder somebody. I guess Dang. she does murder somebody at some yeah, point.
0: She, he's a piece of shit, but she frames him to be like, a bigger Evil. piece of shit. Right. right. He's just like, but a regular is level Affleck, piece of so. shit. He's <laughs> Regular. He's basically just. It's totally believable. He's just big, he's ben I think it, I. I'm I gonna. Wa- did...
3: Hey, I'm gonna rewatch that. Cool. Soon. Yay. Cool. I haven't cool. seen it in a long time. Army long. knife.
1: Man. Okay. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. I've never seen it. I have had a Swiss Army knife though. I had a collection That's growing good.
0: up. Okay. Good. So okay. So we're down to our, our last ones and this was, th- can I just get real quick? I want, there's a movie I wanted to highlight that I consider master storytelling. Um, but it's, it, the subject matter is really heavy. Uh, that movie is spotlight. Um, it is, uh, one of my favorite genres of film, which is, uh, The news, people researching uh, a story and trying to break it. It's very specific. What what movie was Spotlight? So Spotlight is a a story about the Boston Globe with Michael Keaton and Mark Ruffalo uh, breaking open the story of the abuses happening in the Catholic Church. Oh, I
3: don't think I saw that one.
0: It's it's badass. I mean – It's just, again, it falls into the category of really great story, really well acted. Uh, It's infuriating at times. And I just wanted to highlight that as one of my favorites. Sure. Mm Okay. So, okay. Final round. Uh, Here we go. Jacob Walsh. What is your, this is fun. I'm glad we did this. What is your masterpiece?
3: Uh well I mean I feel like you guys probably both know what this whenever the minute I I called Craig and I was talking to him mm. about this idea yeah and he goes I can name your four right now and he named <laughs> four movies he named four movies two of them were wrong but two of them were right and the number one was Whiplash Whiplash oh. is uh I. I I love whiplash so much. Anybody who watches or listens to the show knows that I really love that movie. I fell in love with it. It is so tense and the entire movie is this really kind of rough buildup between these two people who are musicians and in in the end is so cathartic and it feels so good to watch that last like 10 minutes where there's no dialogue that like the fact that they wrote a movie and they said we're going to do an entire film and then our whole last 10 minutes of the movie we're going to resolve the entire plot with zero dialogue it's just two guys looking at each other and one of them's just standing there the whole time like that is a that's a rare thing to do in film like that's a ballsy thing to do in a film and it is pulled off so well jk simmons is amazing in everything this is his best performance of his life. This movie is so good. It I just love it. It makes me feel so good to watch this movie over and over and over. Whiplash. Right. It Whiplash is 100% one of the best movies I've seen in my life. It's great. J- JK Simmons is amazing. Um, I we should acknowledge that. None of us
0: picked Ghostbusters Afterlife.
3: When is that we do lists? We don't Ghostbusters is its own thing. It's its own, its own, own thing category. You can't mm-hmm. put- yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's its own thing. I do think it we is We
3: talk about Ghostbusters every week. So second of my life. It's over here. It's it's on a different plane than the JK is yeah. great though.
2: Yeah. And
0: I get a funny anecdote, I was wearing my my uh Evo Shandor J. K. Simmons uh portrait t shirt and I went to the uh post office the other day. And this lady the kind lady who works at the post office, actually it was not the nor- The normal lady that works there kind of drives me crazy, but this was a new lady. She's very nice, and she's staring at it, and she's looking at it, and she goes, "Who's on your shirt?" And I went, "Oh, it's an actor, J.K. Simmons." And she went, "Oh, that's what I thought." Does he look like that now? <laughs> I was like, no. I just- <laughs> 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 "That's funny. That's yeah, funny." It she funny it that. I've, oh, been I've, I've been rewatching.
3: I've been rewatching that show, Oz. You guys yeah. ever seen Oz mm-hmm. before? No. I haven't seen I it, but yeah. It's one of the best shows on TV, and I have two episodes left, and I will have watched the entire series for the third time. That's awesome. Wow. J.K. Simmons is one of the main characters, and it's like, his character is a piece of shit. He's like a race. He's like the head of the Aryan Brotherhood. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, um, yeah. But he it's like the closest he is to like his character in whiplash. You know, he's always yelling at somebody or beating somebody up or something. Yeah. And uh I don't know, man. It's just awesome. it's such a good everything about whiplash is perfect. Fuck
1: yeah. Yeah. Th- dude, that's great. I, I I thought we were gonna pick the same thing.
3: I'm wondering what yours is that we didn't. You don't have oh, to think too hard. I know what it is. I know you what really it don't. is. Yeah. It was almost on my list, I bet.
1: Yes. yes, Abby loves her A twenty four films. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah
3: they don't make movies
1: they're not movies they're films <laughs> and they that. have expensive <laughs> thread count shirts that go they along do put out them.
3: some bad movies as well so yeah I don't, I don't we don't, yeah yeah those are the a22s we're talking twenty <laughs> yeah. y'all got me those a24s rims
1: <laughs>
0: all right go ahead and talk about the whale yeah
1: i got some a24s right here um the it's midsummer oh. like there's no way to to, to fanfare it up um I love this movie. I love Florence Pugh in uh the role as now I'm not remembering her name. Um <laughs> I'm so sorry. Girl. You know, main girl. Uh no, Ari Aster, the director, uh, Ister. Yeah. God, it's a great movie. Um awesome. I've watched it many times. I've watched the extended cut. I relate so much to the um the way that Florence Pugh is sort of like feeling and in, in the emotional weight of the beginning of the movie is just my, terrifying it's terrifying and it sets the tone for some um just for some bizarre and upsetting stuff uh which happens in a beautiful place amongst flowers and lovely uh well, i think we can kind of
0: spoil it at this point people should know mid-summer. yeah
1: everybody should know at this point it's um yeah it's awesome and beautiful and emotional cacophony it's insanely well produced and has the best visuals um and i love i'm a sucker for the her horror like right up against the the beautiful like the romantic and that's what i think um this movie has a lot of but it also has the catharsis at the end of it with um the burning um and and her making it out like is it's just awesome um there's the bear there's there's so many good kills in the movie um it's a psychological like mind fuck and it's the kind of thing that i went and read about and watched a bunch and because it'll reward you for like future viewings. There's a lot of like little Mm -hmm. things and the extended cut does have really good scenes too. Um, And I just, I recommend it uh, very highly. It's a great movie aesthetically, visually like the best film ever made. I think.
0: I'm surprised
3: that was not on your list. Uh, I almost put, so I thought about putting this or hereditary on my list and I, I couldn't decide. I I've said in the past, I think hereditary might be, a better, more original movie, but I have only been able to watch *Hereditary* twice. And well, let me cut you off. *Hereditary* is second. like a movie that you don't. Go ahead. I wanted to talk about my number one here.
0: It's not. I, by the way, I didn't rank these. You ranked yours, but I didn't rank. I didn't rank
3: mine of. either. But yeah. Oh.
0: Um. Here's I what I like wanted to do.
2: You did, Th-
1: thank you, Jacob.
0: Whiplash. Is on my list. I, I Everything Jake said about Whiplash, yeah.
3: I agree with. So that okay. That was your last movie. So that was my last
0: one. But okay. I want to remove The Witch and put Hereditary on there
3: because oh, I didn't. You're gonna do and a mid,
1: okay? What yeah. about Black Phillip?
3: A re, it's just what we call a mid Kreger. Right?
1: <laughs> yes. That Abby, is te- this,
3: Abby texted Craig ten minutes ago. And said you better pick a new fucking movie. I know you <laughs> don't like that movie. God, no, listen, God, listen, listen, take it Here, seriously. Here's the yeah, fucking deal. Like
1: you saw it once, and I liked it more.
0: I loved it. But I thought everyone for some reason I thought everyone was gonna pick hereditary, so it was trying to be interesting. Yeah, I get it. I've only
1: seen it once. I can't go back and watch it. It's like hereditary? super spicy hot wings. you <laughs> are like, I'm not I'm you not gonna eat that those stomachache again. You can only eat those one time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Everybody knows that rule if you get the super spicy. Um, mm-hmm. Hereditary. Another movie I've only seen one time. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. That movie, (laughs) I'm trying to get my thoughts here. That movie, first of all, it's wonderfully made, wonderfully active, beautiful. Like everything you guys said about Midsummer, same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Much different color palette and stuff like that. That movie gave me, not like, ooh, that movie stressed me out. That movie gave me like anxiety. Like, That movie gave me real, like actual panic attack level anxiety.
1: We c- it's why you can't remember things because you had to like block them out literally. No. You're like, the ah, first
0: ah, 20 ah. minutes of that movie, the tension that they weave, and that fucking little girl eating those fucking peanuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you guys see that in the theater or did you see it? No, that, that, was, that was a home That beauty. was an at homer. And that movie. Gave
3: me nightmares.
1: I would have preferred the company of others, actually, in a movie theater rather than sitting at home.
3: It rather rather than up. Craig falling asleep beside you while you're watching the most horrifying no, movie. It again. was. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's horrifying. It's terrifying. It's beautiful. It's wonderful.
0: And I, I'm all in on that director. Anything he yeah. does, I'm buying. I'm, I'm buying all the stock. The next yeah. one, the the Joaquin Phoenix one looks crazy it and weird. Awesome it Mm -hmm. looks awesome Mm -hmm. um but that that's just that's my favorite kind of horror movie i don't like like when things are overly gory and and like that's fine and it's fun but to me like the deep psychological terror that i
3: experienced watching that fucking family it's weird what they
0: went through with that mom
3: it's weird because like i feel like when you sit outside of the movie and you're thinking about the things that happen inside that movie, I'm like, Oh, it doesn't sound, I've seen movies where really horrible things happen. Right. Right. But there's something about the way he weaves it and the way the movie's so well acted and shot. And there's something about the way he presents those things that make them scarier than I feel like they would be in a different movie. And I, and I know we've talked, we've talked about hereditary before. And I remember when it first started getting buzz one of the things that was on the poster and the trailers was like, this is the scariest movie since the exorcist, which made me peace out on it. It made me be like, Nope. Whenever movies say that they're never good. Like it's not why don't compare yourself to like a, a, you know, 40 year old classic film. (laughs) Like that's like, that's like being like, this is better than The shining. You know, it's just a weird, it's weird. This book is better than Stephen King. It's like that kind of thing. But then I went and saw it and I was like, Hey, it did kind of, It does give me some of the same, yes, twisted, some of the weird, yeah. It does give me some of the same vibes, Um, and that's maybe why I would have picked that over Hereditary or over Midsummer. But I have definitely watched Midsummer over and over and over, and it's because that movie is a little more digestible, and you kind of feel good at the end of that movie because Danny, Danny, Danny gets what she deserves, and she gets all the shitty people out of her life. Mm So, mm -hmm. um, they're both. They're, those are both perfect movies.
1: Yeah, I got to awesome. have some beauty to look at. Yeah. Like uh, that. Yeah, there, yeah, there. It the it's
3: bleak. there's no redeeming. Like is <laughs> <It's bleak. Hereditary's laughs> great, but there's nothing like oh, but in the end, it was fun. It was like right. no, in the no. end, she that saw was her own end. head off with a piano <laughs> wire. So
1: exactly. <laughs> Fuck the horror.
3: Um. Did you guys have any other like close calls or runner up? I, I didn't Run write any up. down because you told me you were making a list of a lot of runner ups, so I just didn't even do it. But there's, I mean, ten years is a lot of movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Close abru- Annihilation. I love yeah. that. Oh movie. yeah, right. I,
3: I think I said that. To, I think Craig, that was one of the movies you thought I was going to put on my list, and that is a yeah. That's a very beautiful, well made film too. Mm-hmm. That deserves. You know to be what's on a list. bummer to
0: me? You know what? It's a real bummer to me. Then we can wrap up. I. You know we grew up in a time period of classic comedies and there are movies that came out in the 90s like i would consider dumb and dumber a masterpiece i dumb would and Dumber is the f-
3: it's
1: yeah it is it's
3: the funniest movie that's ever been made i think
1: scientifically it, proven it, yeah. to put you in a better mood when you're in a bad one yeah and comedy is in a weird
0: spot not because of like cancel culture or anything like that it's just there no, just doesn't seem just, to be like a lot of great comedies yeah but, uh and it's my favorite genre of film. So, like, I really wish there was, like, you know, there's a lot of movies that are funny. But I feel like the modern-day comedy is like, Ant-Man. Like, okay, I'm going to chuckle, but I'm, it's not a comedy, you know? Yeah. Like, right. where's my where's Kingpin? You know? Give me
3: that. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was no Basketball. When did Basketball come out? <laughs> T- 2009. 20- 25 years ago? So, yeah, 25 <laughs>
0: Well, still
1: uh, on our list, though. I'm, I'm just going list. through the Dude.
0: the initial list I made. We covered a lot of Fury Road. I put on there. Like I know a lot of people love that. It's
1: I love that movie. It's good, but it's not. Haven't watched it recently.
0: uh I put Rogue One on there, but just not. It's, it's great. It's great Star Wars movie. So. It's good. It's very
3: good. I wouldn't call it a masterpiece.
1: It is really good.
3: X? Or just, just yeah i thought or... about
1: putting x but I, then i was like you know what it's a personal favorite for me i don't know how much impact it had beyond just yeah. my own life um yeah and i don't necessarily know that it was like it de- doesn't seem like the thing that like everyone's trying to recreate or mimic but right. it was a, for me beautiful themat- thematic elements that i i found scary beautiful terrifying um all those things that all those things and like, yeah, being able uh, like a survivor story, which I love.
0: Right. It's good stuff. Well, this was fun. I like doing this list. This was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It was, it was this good. was a lot of fun. We appreciate mm-hmm. you guys being here. Thanks for joining us. Have some podcast. If you're new, make sure that you follow us here on uh, YouTube or on, uh, at YHS podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We have a Patreon. You can follow us at patreon.com slash yes. Have some get in on all of our bonus content and stay tuned because we got some fun stuff coming up for the channel, including live streams, and a whole lot more Abigail, do you have anything else
1: to say? There's always gonna be more movies to fall in love with, which is why we go to the movie theater and rent movies um I want to see Megan. I don't know if it's gonna be a masterpiece, but I keep I'm gonna keep talking about wanting to see that movie I,
3: I um at first, I didn't I wanted nothing to do with that movie. It mm-hmm. looks like to me it, the trailer was really bad. it looked bad. but then when the movie came out, i'm I'm realizing I've seen a lot of people's uh, comments about it, and they're like, Hey, so the trailer doesn't really do this movie justice. This movie's a comedy.
1: yeah, that's what mm-hmm. and I
3: didn't know that it was a com- it doesn't the trailer doesn't look like a comedy, but everybody that I've seen talk about it is like, Hey, this movie's genuinely funny.
1: yeah. Um, that's- no, I,
3: I I do also kind of want to see it now once I figured that out. But before I was like, no, this looks bad. But now I, I'm interested.
1: Yeah, you can see the cat a little. This is Jane. Hi. Um, oh. Yeah, no, that's the reason I, I want to see it because I've heard it. I want to like see Megan. I you and I She's the just cat. Like, always serving in the movies. So I just want to see it. <laughs> you can always see the cat. You can always see the cat.
0: Um, Yeah, it'll be fun. We got some big movies coming out this year. and mm. uh, We got Scream right around the corner. Then we're gonna have Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. We're gonna mm-hmm. have, you know,
1: Guardians Ant-Man's the Galaxy Vol. Three. Ant Man's in
3: like a month.
0: Ant Man, Guardians, lots Cocaine of Bear,
1: Cocaine Bear. <laughs> that's that's the it's big one. It's gonna be one. good. It's gonna be
0: good. <laughs> all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out. My name is Craig Goldberg. Once again, Abigail Gardner, Jake Walsh. You can follow us on all of our channels. <laughs> Thanks, folks. I almost restarted the podcast. <laughs> I like Craig's
3: new sign off. Thanks for hanging out. Like, thanks. <laughs> <do you> say? <laughs> I got to try some new Craig's Stay tired.
1: T- yeah, we'll get there. Stay thanks tough. for
3: hanging out. Hey, thanks for hanging
0: out.
1: Love this crew. That's what I always say. <laughs> when I'm tired, love this crew. Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye.